Today, we have another special interview. You all have heard us review her books before. Yes, she's very, very popular in the audiobook world. Yes. And we have listened to her work, such as C.J. Redwine's Raven Spire series, Adrian Young's Sky in the Deep, as well as Spin, the Rumpelstiltskin musical. Do you know who we're talking about yet? Christine, Christine Vam! So we are so excited to have her on the show. We feel like it's been forever and a day coming. And we just cannot wait for you to fall in love with her like we have, if you haven't already. So enjoy. Welcome to Audio Shelf. A place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm not turning on my camera because, ew. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we just had like a technology fiasco over here. We're like sweating like pigs. Oh, (sighs) don't don't sweat on my account. (laughs) I mean, it's good for our health, right? Don't sweat on my account. (laughs) Don't get crazy. (laughs) So how are you today? I'm doing all right. How are you? Good. good now now <laughs> oh good <laughs> i have a babysitter i have coffee i am good to go sweet nice. we have wine oh dear <laughs> oh very nice very nice it was a rough start to our uh recording <laughs> oh i'm so sorry well we're gonna change that right now yes exactly so you want right. to begin with the question? So, yes, Christine, thank you so much for coming on the show and being a part of us and this episode. We're so excited to have you. Well, thanks for inviting me. Yes, and I think we've been obsessed with you since the first time we heard a book narrated by you. So this is a total treat. <laughs> I I do so enjoy people who are obsessed with me, so <laughs> That's good. We're glad that we don't have another restraining order. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The funny part of that sentence is another. So we have featured your work a lot on our podcast, (laughs) if you haven't realized that. Um, We have the Raven Spire series by CJ Redwine, who we also had on the show, and she talked nothing but praise about you. Oh, thank God. Um, We have had Summer's 2018's most exhilarating reads. (laughs) Uh, Sky in the Deep by Adrian Young. Oh. And then we also had Spin. Yes. Which was, I think, like, we didn't know, like, what to expect when we started listening to that one because we had another um, musical book that we listened to that we, like, couldn't really get into as much. But this was so, Spin was so fun and just, I don't know, it made us so happy to listen to. Oh, I'm so glad to hear you say that. It was super fun to do. Awesome. Yes. We had the song stuck in our head for a couple days. Yes. Too. <laughs> Which one? Because during during the production of Spin, I would have trouble falling asleep at night because the songs were so ingrained in my brain and my kids would start singing them. I would, It was like all Spin all day. <laughs> I think it was the first one, the welcome to. Yes, that one. Oh, this, this is one <laughs> of my favorite things. So how long have you been in this business, the narrating business? Oh, um... I think the first, I think my first audiobook 
was in 2008, I want to say. Wow. But, yeah, either 2008 or 2009. And I started in voiceover maybe a year or two before that. Wow. Hmm. That's so a long time. Now. I mean, you're coming up yeah. on your 10-year anniversary. Something like that, yeah. I wish I could remember the date of my very first book, but I have no idea. Right? You could have like a little party to celebrate. I could. I could. <laughs> it would be a party of one. <laughs> no, we would come. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> we would totally be there. We don't know if you'd want us there at a certain point, but we oh, would totally be there. So um, after speaking to so many narrators, we found that everyone has a different process for narrating. So over the past 10 years, what has your process become? When you say process, you mean um, in like <laughs> preparation for the book or in choosing or in all of the above? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, all, all of the above. The above. <laughs> um, so um, I have a golden phrase, which is, um, as long as the check clears, I'm your girl. So <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> I'm not overly picky with um, the books that come my way. Although I've been incredibly fortunate that nothing but good books have come my way. Um, so thank you to all of the publishers who keep sending fantastic works my way. Um, so I've been lucky in that. So a book comes in and um, I'm sure every narrator has said the same thing. We prep it, we read it. Um, we sort of tap into who those characters are going to be. We make notes as to what we think their personalities are, what we think they're going to sound like. Um, and then it's day one, hit record and go. Um, so I don't, I don't know that my process is much different than, than anybody else's process. Um, I like to talk to the author. I think that's one thing that I do that might be different from other narrators. Um, it's kind of like my cheat sheet is to call the author um, and get inside their head and find out what they think of the book, why they wrote it, a lot of times um, in the books that I'm doing, the author is so emotionally tied into the story that getting an idea of who the author is really gives me insight to the main character. And so I can kind of feel the author out as to where they're coming from and how the story developed. And, and it helps me with the characters. Also, the author helps me with my prep because then I don't have to dive in so deep into my prep work. And I can kind of, when I'm recording... Um, on day one can kind of flow with the story like the listener. And so the author will give me sort of the cliff notes version of what I can expect and what's coming and who the characters are. And then I can sort of just skim through the text before I get started. Um, and I like to do it that way, as opposed to how I used to do it, which is I would maybe read the book one, two or three times before I would get in the studio. And I think some of the spontaneity left because I was over prepping at that point. So Talking to the author has really helped me um, keep things really fresh, I think. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely different than what we've heard from other narrators, too. A lot of them never even have an interaction with the author. So that's really cool that you reach out and you start building a relationship early. Well, yeah, this is their work, right? I'm sort yeah. of, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm sort of the, I don't know how to put this, but you take a beautiful woman and I'm kind of like the blush and the lipstick. You know, I'm just taking something that's already incredible and I'm just adding to it. And without understanding the author um, and understanding their work and, and how they feel about it, I don't feel like I can properly do my job. You know, mm -hmm. I'm here to just bring their work to life. I'm not here to create something new. 
Right. You may end up putting bright blue lipstick on a thing that just needed pink. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so not to toot your horn since we've already like told you how amazing you are. Um, but, you know, in our careers, we tend to have things that we struggle with in our, in our kind of ex- exploration of what we do best. Mm-hmm. What are some things that frustrate you the most about narrating? That's a hard question. Um, <laughs> Cause I kind of love it. <laughs> what is what I, I guess. So I do a lot of my recording from my home studio, which is where I am now. And um, sometimes I get a little lonely. I think that's what I struggle with is um, since I'm an at-home narrator and I'm not in the studio with an engineer and a director as much, um, I, te- I mean, I'm an actor and we feed off other people's energies. So a lot of that, that would be the thing that I struggle with is that I spend a lot of time alone in a little box talking to myself. Mm-hmm. We've heard that before. Yeah, actually. Yeah. This yeah. Is- it can be, it can be isolating, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, that can also be fun too, because it's, it's hard to, to, it can be hard for me in an acting, um, it can be hard for me as an actor to really let go if there's people there too. So it's also a benefit to be alone in this little box all by myself because I can just let it go and I can really have fun with those characters and really bring them out. And I don't really worry. Oh, is, you know, is everybody kind of on board with me? I don't care because I'm all by myself. (laughs) (laughs) So did you record spin in a studio or in your home studio? And then no, no, no. Spin was recorded at CDM studios in Manhattan. Thank you, Charles de Montebello. We love you. We love you. We love you. Um, yeah, the whole cast was there. We were all together. Oh my god, that's what we imagined. Because uh, it just sounded. Yeah, we were all together. <gasps> that's so cool. That's really cool. Yeah, it was such an incredible record. The energy was phenomenal. Everybody that participated in Spin, all the actors, um, the writers, even even down to the engineer um, and studio owner Charles, there was just such an incredible excitement about the project that was going on and everybody was so inspired by it and into it and so the songs are all uh, performed together the dialogue is all performed together so yeah everything was was done together that's so it was really truly a collaboration i feel like in our episode that's what we like in the review we were like we felt like they were all together We were. Sort of, we sort were. Of right now you were. It's just like our dreams coming true. Yes. <laughs> oh, I can send you. I'll send you some pictures. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. So would you say that spin is your favorite narrating experience or recording experience? Or do you have another one that you hold close to your heart? I think spin would be my favorite experience because I was so much a part of its creation. Um, I was the producer, mm-hmm. the director, and I performed. So there's something really special and near to near and dear to me with spin because it was such a my baby kind of project. So myself, along with Neil Fishman and Harvey Edelman, um, the writers and true creators of spin, um, along with David B. Coe, who did the adaptation for the audiobook, um, there was just such a combined effort and love of this project and uh, sort of introducing this absolutely new genre, groundbreaking genre into the audiobook world. So hands down, definitely my favorite experience. Um, but I've definitely also narrated audiobooks solo that 
I will never forget that have certainly touched me and, and will last with me. Hmm. That's awesome. Wow. And Spin had such a talented cast. I mean, Jim Dale. Oh, oh. hello. <laughs> hello. People. With, so we, the question that we got so, so much from industry people was, well, how did you get Jim Dale? <laughs> and I was like, uh, I asked. <laughs> because I'm Christine Vega. Oh, yeah, no. So Hello. I didn't, I think, I think the benefit was that, um, that we, it was just kind of a, it just all fell into place. It was just, it just all fell into place. And, um, Jim was completely on board and really excited to do the project, which we were so honored to have him involved. Um, it just all kind of fell into place. It was meant to be, it was just meant to be. That's so good. Oh my gosh. And you must have a thing for Rumble Tiltskin because you also did the Wish Granter. Well, he and I go way back. We went to high school together. He and I. <laughs> <laughs> so you already knew his name. Yeah, we were there cool. was no surprise we there. Now we dated it for like a week. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did. The, I think. Oh, this is bad because I don't know. I think the Wish Granter came out while we were in pre-production for Spin. Maybe while we were in post-production, I don't know, but they were sort of happening simultaneously. And this happens so much with, with the work that I do, it's kind of creepy. But whatever book that I'm working on, there's something in that book that directly translates to something else that's happening in my life. And it happens <laughs> so often, it's creepy. That's awesome. <laughs> it, it's, yeah, it's bizarre. I don't know how, how else to explain it. I don't think I'm the only narrator it happens to, but there's something serendipitous out in the universe and they just send me these books that sort of help me deal with whatever's happening in my personal life. It's crazy. It's wonderful. Yeah, that's very cool. Mm -hmm. It is cool. Yeah. Hmm. So we um, heard you say that your kids listen to Spin. Um, does any of your other family members listen to any of the audiobooks that you put out to help them through any tough situations that might be happening in their life? It would be so wonderful if they did, but I don't think, any, <laughs> I don't think anyone in my life has ever listened to an audiobook that I've done. No, that's not true. I think maybe one or two of my friends have listened to something that I've done, but with the exception of my kids, um, no. <laughs> and they're forced to because they're five and three. <laughs> well, I mean, they would be the biggest critics too. So oh, they, it works out. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. They were my, uh, my little test subjects when we were doing spin and they love it. <laughs> Mommy, except they don't know that it's called spin. So what do they think it's they called? They think it's just called Rumpelstiltskin, which is hysterical to hear a three-year-old try to say Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> Wumbosimusin is pretty much what they call it. Um, That's adorable. Yeah. So for the year or so that we were we were doing all the pre-production for it, we were just calling it Rumpelstiltskin. We didn't have a name for it yet. So I just never, I never thought to uh, to correct them and say, no, it's called spin now because that's just confusing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do Are there going to be any, like, not sequels so much, but... Um, other stories that are retold through this map, this musical kind of audiobook world. Why, yeah, yes, there are. Oh, <laughs> oh, that might be a spoiler. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we are in pre-production now. Yeah, for sure. Oh my god, that's exciting. Yeah, we're 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 super excited. The next one um, is just as, if not better, than Rumpelstiltskin and Spin. So uh, I won't say anything else, but there is definitely one coming up soon. 
Oh. oh my god, that makes us so excited! Me? Oh, wait. Hey. <laughs> now, what are some other works that we should be looking out for you? Like, you know, the ones that we've already named, we've kind of listened to and have blabbed on about, but what are some other ones that we should listen to? Um, so there's been, there's been quite a few that I absolutely love. I love um, Lainey Taylor's Daughter of Smoke and Bone series. Oh, that I, one, I, I my absolute. Yeah, it's it's kind of amazing. Not the book itself. I'm not talking about my narration. Yeah. You'll you'll tell me how that went. <laughs> um, you guys are now my gauge for how I do in the audiobook <laughs> world. I'm like, did they like it? Did they not like it? I mean, that was feels, it okay with it? That's an honor. Yes. <laughs> so happy about that. <laughs> what did Audio Shelf say about me? Um, so, uh, Daughter of Smoke and Bone by Lady Taylor. That series is drop dead gorgeous. It's just it's got everything. Um, if you're more into the fiction side of things, historical fiction side of things, Frog Music was a book that I did not too long ago. Um, and it crushed me. That was the hardest book I have ever recorded. Really? There were moments where I would lose, I was recording in the studio, in a studio in the city and I would leave and go to the bathroom and just cry. Oh my gosh. I was having, I was struggling through it so much, but it turned out beautiful. Um, it, it granted us a, an earphone award from Audiophile, which I was so happy about because I struggled so hard through it. So that's a work I'm really proud of. Um, and I just did finish up one called uh, Dear Rachel Maddow hmm. um, by Adrian Kissner. Please, God, let me have said her name right. Um, <laughs> and that one is about uh, a homosexual teenage girl and the problems that she faces at home, she's got bullies at school. There's a problem with her stepdad, um, first love, and the navigation of that. And it's all told through a series of emails that she writes. Train. Wow. <laughs> it's all told through a series of emails that she writes to Rachel Maddow. Wow. So uh, it's a fantastic book. I think you guys should check it out. That sounds like another emotional one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Does Rachel, Rachel Maddow know about that book? <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice if she did? <laughs> I think we should hey, write Rachel, a letter. If you're listening, <laughs> well, I'll email her. Right? Dear Rachel Maddow. Yeah. Wow. So are there any books that you wish you could narrate that maybe have already been done or things that you're look on the, on the prowl looking for? <laughs> on the prowl. I'm on the prowl. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, are there, you know, I don't know. That's a good question. That's one of those questions that um, you guys always ask audiobook narrators. And since those people are so smart and they read a lot, they have an answer to you, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. And, and then I feel like a really bad audiobook narrator. I don't have an answer to that. That's I don't okay. have an answer to that. <laughs> so what's it, what's it been like to transition into like a fate? How long have you been producing audiobooks? Is this new or has it been like a long time plan of yours? Um, so originally when I got, when I came out of college, I came out of college with a degree in broadcasting. So I started by producing um, television and I was doing documentary style TV. And then I moved on to produce radio and it just wasn't really giving me the performance satisfaction that I wanted. And I wanted to be in front of the mic or in front of the camera. And so I kind of just left all of that behind and said I was going to pursue voiceover. And um, 
several years and a lot of hard work later, um, I discovered audiobooks. And then um, I had been doing this for a few years and I kind of got the bug to produce again. Ah. Hmm. And so uh, I met Neil and Harvey and they had all of these fantastic, they have a catalog of these music, mu- they have a catalog of these musicals just kind of sitting on the shelf waiting for something to happen to them. And I said, let's create an audiobook musical. So it all happened again, very serendipitously, it just kind of all fell into place. And um, since I have experience in producing and directing from a past life, I just was a, a perfect fit. So it was just something that I haven't done in a long time. And um, I'm sort of a control freak and wanted to be a part of everything. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's, that's kind of how that happened. That's really awesome. And so even though you, you know, don't have anything that you would be on the prowl and, and wish to narrate, I mean, you can just make up anything that you want because you can do it all. <laughs> well, I mean, there's, there's something very, um, someone said to me a long time ago, they said, Chris, you really have to make your own rain. And uh, I didn't necessarily know what he meant at that moment, but I know what he meant now. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, you've got to seize opportunities when they come and you've got to, you've got to push for the things that you want and go after the things that you're passionate about. And I've sort of followed that advice and it it has done me, it has done me well. Mm. Hmm. That's inspiring. Like I got chills. (laughs) So when are we going to start coming up with this audio shop musical? (laughs) Oh, I'm down. Audio shelf musical. <laughs> Let's do it. We need to start getting creating. I know. We need a timeline, a storyboard. Get creating, y'all. Get creating. That can be your first book that you write, yes, Fred. Yes, yes. I like it. I like it. So do you, outside of narr- narrating, do you read uh, a lot? Or is it just something that when you have time, you pick up? I used to read a lot. What was your go-to genre when you would... I like historical fiction. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, fantasy and paranormal, which is predominantly what I narrate, wasn't my go-to. Um, wow. As a wasn't my go-to as a re- I know, right? But as a performer, man, woo! There's just too much fun in fantasy and paranormal. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's like a voiceover person's dream job. So right, yeah, um, yeah. When I was when I was reading a lot, yeah, historical fiction was was more my my interest. But now that I narrate, and I probably narrate between thirty five and forty five books a year, um, I I don't read wow. as much as I used to. I mean, you're you kind of are still reading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I should say I don't read as much for pleasure anymore. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Sorry, that was boring. <laughs> no. no, that was incredibly interesting. <laughs> I think finding out that you record like 45 books a year, that's... Not every that's, year. Don't, not every year, but they're, yeah, between like 30 and 45 books a year for sure. I mean, even the low, the 30, that's just like, oh my oh, God. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. That's so impressive. And considering that it's all, you know, very high quality, fantastic work, I mm-hmm. mean... We've only gotten to listen to what four, three or four mm-hmm. Christine Van narrated oh, books, and yeah. girl, you all of them have out. been amazing. <laughs> no, I know that's what I'm figuring out. <laughs> I'm like, we need to get on this train. Right? 
Now, do you audition for the books or do they just naturally come to you because you're Christine Vam? Well, <laughs> not everybody knows about Christine Vam, but they're learning. <laughs> That's surprising. So, um, yeah, some books um, I have to audition for and some just come my way. I, you know, I think what's happening in the industry is that authors are taking more control. And so authors are now requesting to publishers to audition narrators. So I'm seeing more auditions lately than I had in the past when it was really just up to the publishers and the producers that were working in their audio divisions who were just casting. And they would just call me and say, hey, Chris, we've got a series for you or we've got this book for you. And then I would decide, yes, I want to take it or no, that's not for me. But I am seeing more auditions now as authors are taking um, more of an initiative to choose their narrators. Hmm. That's very interesting. interesting. Yeah. So um, a lot of people ask, you know, which fictional character would you like to meet in real life? But we kind of thought that was lame yeah. to keep asking. Lame as <laughs> Oh, So we want to know okay. what fi- fictional character um, would be the most boring to meet in real life or which one you would throw the most shade to. Which fictional character do I find the most boring? Well, I'm certainly not going to choose one that I performed. Because that, that would just put me in some hot water. Um, most, I have to think about it. I have to think about it. Most boring. Take your time. Take your time. Oh. Um, That's a tough one. It is a tough one because, you know, I don't think I put a lot of focus on the things I don't like. I think I put a lot of focus on the things that I do like. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I tend to, I tend to, you know, I tend to just think about the stuff that worked for me or that inspired me or that I was really interested in. And I let the other stuff just kind of go by the wayside. So I think if there's a boring character out there, it hasn't, it bored me so much. I haven't thought of him <laughs> or her. You're so positive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the only time oh, you apologize for being positive is on audio I'm show. So, sorry. <laughs> so what what's next for you? Tell us everything that's coming up. We want to be in the know. Uh, let's see. I am currently working on a series called Ordinary Magic. Ooh. We love magic. Um, ordinary magic. Um, and uh, let me find. You know what I didn't think that we were going to talk about it, but I am going to make sure that I know. Um, I don't know if I'm saying the woman's name right, but the series uh, is Ordinary Magic by Devin Monk. Um, and it's a lot of fun. It's um, she just the author described it as um, a fantastic beach read. It's a lot of fun. There's gods and monsters and creatures and vampires and they all vacation in this tiny little Oregon town and all of the little mischief that happens there. So that's been a super blast that to record. adorable. <laughs> it sounds like it what really we need. Is. <laughs> oh, wow. you will love it. You will love it. I'm excited. Yeah, so that's what, I'm, that's what I recorded today. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Oh, my gosh. We're so excited about that one. Yes. You said Devin Monk? Yes. And I hope I'm saying her name right. Yeah, we've got to write that down. Write it down, girl. My pants are <laughs> written. Yeah. <laughs> So, are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready, Christine, to play our game? Are you ready for me to play your game? (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. You want to start off, start us off? Explain. Maybe we can explain the game. Sure. You're gonna have to tell me the rules. Okay. So the rules are there are no rules. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. So we're just going to read a quote to you, um, and then we will give you a character voice that we would like you to read it in. <laughs> and <laughs> so since you have the quotes, it should be hopefully uh, easy. But you don't know what characters we are going to choose. So... Okay. okay. <laughs> All right, do you want to do the first one? Yes. So number one is, it's not the number of breaths we take, but the number of moments that take our breath away. And we would like to hear this in your best creepy old witch voice. It's not the number of breaths we take, but the number of moments that take our breath away. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> this is like a mixture of like Sarah from Hocus Pocus and then like some other witch. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. I'm obsessed with that. What did it even ringtone? <laughs> also, we forgot to pre- um preface that these are cliches. Oh yeah. So these are like, you know, phrases that you hear all the time that, you know, you kind of get sick and tired of hearing. So our second one is Sing like no one is listening. Love like you've never been hurt. Dance like nobody is watching. And we would like you to do this quote in a nerdy and nervous, nervous schoolboy voice. Um. All right. All right. Um. Okay. So. So. Um. <clears throat> so. Um. Sing. Sing. Sing like no one is listening. Love. 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 Love like you've never been hurt, and dance like nobody is watching. What? Oh, How are you so fast at this? <laughs> oh my god! There's so much character. I want a book about that boy. <laughs> okay. So then, number three is yesterday is history, tomorrow a mystery, and today is a gift. That's why we call it the present. So. As cliche as this is, this is like one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> <laughs> we would like this one in a California male surfer. Oh, all right. So, um, so yeah, check it out. Check it out, man. Um, so like yesterday is history, dude. And tomorrow is mystery. And so like today is a gift. And that's why we call it the present. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, my goodness. All right. So the fourth one is you have to kiss a lot of frogs before you find your prince. And, okay. and the voice that we want you to do this one in is old woman smoker. <clears throat> old woman smoker. <laughs> so you got to kiss a lot of frogs. Before you find your print. <laughs> prince. Oh my god, that sounds like one of my aunts. <laughs> it's like, it's Cindy. <laughs> Hi, Cindy. So sorry. Oh my gosh. So then the last one is you're only as strong as the drinks you mix, the tables you dance on, and the friends you party with. And we would like this one in the obvious drunken college girl. <laughs> Drinks you mix, the tables you dance on, and the friends you party with. Ah. Oh my god! Oh my god! Where's yes, my yes. phone? 
Where's snaps. <laughs> oh my god. Where's my bra? Oh, that was great. That was, that was great. fantastic. Oh my god. <laughs> you are so talented. <laughs> Why thank girl. And I like how we every time you think of uh, number three, you'll just remember it in a California male surfer voice. And so I feel like I we might have ruined it for you. <laughs> but oh well. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I will always mm. remember it. I will always remember it fondly in my mind. <laughs> No matter how it is performed. Oh my gosh. So I that is about it for all of our questions. Do you have anything that you would like to share with the audio shelf audience? Yes. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. Um, is there anything that I want to share? Um, yeah, I do. You know what? I do. I want to say a real true heartfelt thank you to all of the listeners of audiobooks, um, to the people that support this industry and support actors like me, it is a, such a gift to be able to do this day in and day out. And I wouldn't be able to do this and live my dream if there weren't listeners of audiobooks out there to listen to it. So thank you all very, very much. Oh my gosh, that was amazing. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much no, thank for you joining us today and making time out of your busy narrating schedule. And getting a babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> Who I will go relieve. <laughs> so, and our, our final thing is we usually request that our narrators um, kind of end the interview with a, a thank you for listening to Audio Shelf and your favorite narrating voice. Oh, so, okay. could you do that for us? In my favorite narrating voice. I don't know. I think you guys just have to pick one for me. I really liked your Rebel Siltskin in yeah. Lewis Granter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had a conference. <laughs> Ooh, I don't remember. <laughs> that means I have to remember him. His voice was attractive. Yes. <laughs> um, so he he was attractive. And he was kind of smarmy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I remember... Mm, oh, my God, now I have to pull him out and remember what he was. I just want to say thank you to Audio Shelf for this opportunity to be on your podcast and let the world know how amazing audiobooks really are. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, thank you guys. I do appreciate you letting me come on to Audio Shelf and do a little interview with you. It's been a lot of fun and I do appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> of course, oh thank you. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> All right, you guys. Be cool. Be fabulous. Thanks so much, Audio Shop. I love you. Kisses. Thank you. We love you. Thank you. We love you. Have a great rest of your day. Keep up the good work, kids. Bye. 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 Oh, Oh my my God. God. I'm obsessed with her. Like, even more so now than we were. Her voices. She is so fast. Oh, my God. She just, like, falls into the character so amazingly. My my favorite one was the nerdy and nervous schoolboy. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I think my favorite was definitely the witch. Yes. The creepy old witch was amazing. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> I was obsessed. So we just have to say thank you again to Christine for coming on the show, taking time out of her Friday. It was amazing having her on, and we hope you all enjoyed the episode. If you want to stay up to date with what we are doing, who we are interviewing, and you want to send us a message about who you want to hear us interview and talk to, Please like us on Facebook at Audio Shelf and follow us on Twitter at Audio Shelf Me. Also, like us on Instagram. There's no reason not to. You're probably already on Instagram anyway all the time. Exactly. Our handle for that is Audio Shelf underscore podcast. 
And for future interviews, if you want us to ask questions, feel free to let us know. We'll ask the questions to the narrators or authors, whoever we have on, and we'll give you a shout out in the episode. Mm -hmm. Yes. Contact us for more information on that. Would you like to tell them how they can get some free Christine books? Yes, because you know you want some two free Christine Van books. Uh-huh. I know I do. Mm-hmm. Even though we already, we already bought them. them. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to go onto our website at audioshelf.me and click on the Audible affiliate link, you can download two free books once you get a 30-day free trial. Yeah. So exciting. So exciting. So, once again, for the fourth time, thank you, Christine. Thank you all for listening, and have a great day. Woohoo! Bye. Bye! This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. Praise. Praise. <laughs> Praise. Okay, I'm in. Okay, I'm in. Woo! Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Queen. Yes. Pony, come here. Come here. Come here. <laughs> Bloopers. <laughs> Stay. Why are you walking around so much? You don't walk around. <laughs> You're going to go back in the room. <laughs>